Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. This is Minister McMillan. I hope that everyone's having a blessed day. It's a beautiful day here in the Sunshine State for a change. <laughs> We've had some pretty bad weather here off and on. Uh, you know, half our day is like a heat wave, like we're standing in the forest, you know, with that moisty heat. And then all of a sudden at night, it pours down rain, you know, and you know what that means for those out there who have allergies. Look out. <laughs> okay. However, we thank the Lord for both the sunshine and the rain because <laughs> man needs all of it, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's um, bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this word today. And we ask, Lord, that you guide us in this word, Father. We ask, Lord, that you be in this word and you show us what we need to know and what we need to utilize in our daily lives. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for your guidance, your love, your grace, and your mercy, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today we are reading from Wisdom chapter 15, verse 1. But you, our God, are kind and true, slow to anger, governing the universe with mercy. Even if we sin, we are yours, since we acknowledge your power. But we will not sin, knowing we count as yours. To know you is indeed the perfect virtue. And to know your power is the root of immortality. We have not been duped by invest inventions of misapplied human skill or by the sterile work of painters, by fingers dabbled with assorted colors, the sight of which set fools yawning and hearkening for the lifeless form of an unbreathable image. Lovers of evil and worthy of such hopes are those who make them, those who want them, and those who worship them. <clears throat> okay, so basically it's telling you don't put anything before the Lord, not your television, not your telephones, not your job, not your school. Not your husbands, not your wives, not your children, right? Okay? It's you and God, you and God, you and God, you and God. No one else is going to be between you and God at the end. It's going to be you and God. All right, let's move on. Take a potter now, laboriously working the soft earth, shaping each object for us to use. Out of the self-same clay, he models vessels intended for a noble use, and those for a contrary purpose all alike. But which of these two uses each will have is for the potter himself to decide. Then ill-spent effort for the same clay he models a fertile God, although so recently made out of earth himself, and shortly to return to what he was taken from. When asked to give back to the soul that he sent forth to him, that he, uh, that he has been lent to him, even so, he does not worry about having to die or about the shortness of his life, but strives to outdo 
the goldsmith and the silversmith. Imitation imitates the bronze workers and prides himself on modeling counterfeits. Ashes his heart, more vile than earth, his hope, more watched than clay, his life. For he has misconceived the one who has modeled him, who breath, who breatheth an activity, active soul into him. And our time here, like a fair full of bargains. However, fools, however fool the means, he say a man must make a living. He more than any other knows he is sinning. He who from one earthly stuff makes both brittle pots and idols. So, <laughs> I think this is pretty self-explanatory. He is pretty much saying those who are involved so much in these things, whatever they are, whatever it is that he's doing, whether he's uh, manufacturing clothes or pots and pans. It has taken him away from immorality and in, and in uh, from his being a human being. Uh, he doesn't treat pro people properly. You know, it's all about him or it's all about her. Um, you know, these people know they're not doing right. But they don't think the fact that they weren't, they didn't just come into this world osmosisly. Uh, the Lord created each and every one of them and plant them here for a reason. Okay, um, let's move on. But most foolish, but most foolish, more pitiable even than the soul of a little child are the enemies who once played the tyrant with your people and have taken all the idols of the heathen for gods. These can use neither their eyes nor seeing, nor their nostrils for breathing the air, nor their ears for bearing, for hearing, sorry, nor their fingers on their hands for handling, nor their feet for walking. They have been made, you see, by a human being, modeled by a being whose own breath is borrowed. No man can model a god to resemble himself. Subject to death, his employer's hands can produce only something dead. He himself is worthless than the thing he worships. He will at least have lived, but never they. <clears throat> and they worship even the most loathsome of animals, worse than the rest, and their degree of stupidity without a trace of beauty. If that is what is attractive in animals and excluded from God's praises and blessings. So, worshiping idols. Um, I mean, there's so many things people worship. Uh, I've seen people bring in snake bracelets that someone passed down in family and they're just so taken by that and I've heard people talk about uh, books or pieces of clothing that mean so much to them and I'm like wow really <laughs> so this is what we have to be careful of thus they were appropriately punished by similar creatures and tormented by swarms of vermin. In contrast to, these, to this punishment, 
you did your people a kin a kindness and a and to satisfy their sharp appetite provided quails a luxurious rarity for them to eat thus the egyptians at the repulsed sight of the creatures sent against them were to find that though they longed for food they had lost their natural appetite whereas your own people after a short privation were to have a rare relish for their portion inevitable that relentless warning should seize the former oppressors even to your people to be shown how their enemies were being tortured and they were tortured <laughs> even when the fearful rage of wild animals overtook them and they were perishing from the bites of weeding snakes your retribution did not continue to the end affliction struck them briefly by way of warning and they had a saving token to remain to remind them of the commandments of your law for whoever turned to it was say not by what he looked at but by you the savior of all so just think about that today you know many people who um believe in god sometimes do things that's not right in the lord's eye and um they think they're okay nothing happened right then and there but then later on down the line something does happen and um in some cases the lord will you know let you know you know this is happening because of such and such okay all right let's move on and by such means you prove to our enemies that you are the one who delivers from every evil for they the bites of locusts and flies proved fatal and no remedy could be found to save their lives since they deserve to be punished by such creatures but your children not even the fangs of poisonous snakes could bring them down for your mercy came to their help and cured them one sting how quickly healed to remind them of your of your pronouncements rather than that by stinging into deep forgetfulness they should be cut off from your kindness no herbs no poultices cured them but you but your all here but your all healing word Lord, you yes you are the one with power over life and death bringing to the gates of Hades and back again a human being out of malice may put to death but cannot bring the departed spirit back or free the soul that Hades has once received amen to that the godless okay now I I have to say something here. The only way that's done is through is through Christ Jesus. Oh, when there are people who do lay on hands. Um there are few by far, I'm going to say, here in in the United States. However, all over the world that not, that is not the case. 
And it just, like I said before, it has to do with how much time you spend with the Lord and what he has blessed you with. Because you have people all over the world who lay hands and they do deliver the dead. Okay. Um, but again, you don't see that often here in the United States. You don't even hear about it. It's like uh, it could be done and you wouldn't know anything about it unless you're uh, involved in it. Okay. All right. It is not possible to escape your hand. It is the godless who refuse to acknowledge you. We're scourged by the strength of your arm, punished by no ordinary rains, hail and unrelenting downpours, and consumed by fire. Even more wonderful in the water which quenches all, the fire raging furiously than ever, for the elements fight for the upright. And see, we know this for a fact. This happened in Egypt <clears throat> with the fire and the water. Okay. Um, at one moment, the fire would die down to avoid consuming the animals sent among the godless and to make clear to them by that sight that the sentence of God was pursuing them. At another in the very heat of the water, it would burn more furiously than fire to run the product of a wicked land. How differently with your people. You gave them the food of angels for the heavens uprightly providing them bread already prepared, containing every delight to satisfy every taste. And the substance you gave showed your sweetness towards your children for conforming to the taste of whoever ate it. It transformed itself into what each eater wished. Snow and ice endured the fire without melting. This was to allow them that to destroy the harvest of their enemies. Fire would I burn even in hail and flare in, in falling rain. Whereas on the other hand, it would even forget its own strength in the service of feeding the upright. For the creatures being at the service of you, its creator, torturous to punish the wicked and slackers for the benefits of those who trust in you. And this is why by changing into all things, obediently serving your all-nourishing bounty, conforming to the wishes of those who were in need, so that your beloved children, Lord, might learn that the various crops are not what provide nourishment. <laughs> Come on with it. But you, but your word, which preserves all who believe in you. See, this is why um, when you're reading further down in the New Testament, which we'll get to eventually, um, Jesus tells his disciples, um, basically, he didn't need the food. He had his own food. I have my own food to eat. Your bodies need human food. My body don't need human food. And if they had been praying uh, as they were supposed to have been and uh, going without food, they would have had food. In other words, if they had gone without natural food, they would have had spiritual food. And I, Now, those of you who have prayed and fasted, you understand what I'm saying. 
you can pray and fast and maybe the first day it'll affect someone who's fairly new at it and maybe the second day but by the third fourth fifth sixth day um you don't feel that you don't even know that you're you know you're not even eating um And those of you who, of course, are have been doing this for a while, the first and second day doesn't bother you at all, okay? I, sometimes I have to catch myself because uh, I will uh, fast and without even thinking in my head. And then, uh, oh, five, six o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten today. And then you go and you lay something heavy on your stomach and you find yourself sick, okay? So, <clears throat> you have to be careful with that. Um, but getting back to the subject, if you are eating the Lord's Word, then you're not hungry for food because His Word is food. It's the food that nourishes the body whether the body is spiritual or whether it's natural, it's still feeding the body. Okay, let's move on. <clears throat> For that which fire could not destroy, melting in the heat of a single fleeting sunbeam to show that to give you thanks we must rise before the sun and meet you at the dawning of the day whereas the hope of the ungrateful melts like the winter's frost and flows away like the water running to water i'm sorry the water running to waste Yes, your judgments are great and, and impendable, which is why uninstructed souls have gone astray. While the wicked supposed they had a holy nation in their power, they themselves lay prisoners of the dark in the in the fetters of long nights confined under their own roofs banished from from eternal providence while they though while they thought to remain unnoticed with their secret sin Curtained by dark forgetfulness, they went scattered in fearful dismay, terrified by apparitions. The hiding place sheltering them could not ward off their fear. Terrifying noises echoed round them, and glooming grim faces Sceptures <laughs> haunted them. <clears throat> no fire has power enough to give them life, nor could the brightly blazed stars eliminate that dreadful night. The only light for them was a great spontaneous blaze of fearful sight to see and in their terror once that sight had vanished they thought what they had seen more terrible than ever their magical illusions were powerless now and they claimed to the intelligence was ignominiously confounded. 
for those who promise to drive out fear and disorder from sick souls were now themselves sick with <clears throat> with ludicrous fright even when there was nothing frightful to scare them the vermin creeping past and the hissing of reptiles filled them with panic and they died convulsed with fright refusing even to look at empty air which cannot be eluded anyhow <laughs> wickedness is confessed uh, is confessedly very cowardly and it condemns itself under pressure from conscious it always assumes the worst fear indeed is not is nothing other than the failure of help offered by reason <clears throat> now you hear that Let's read that again, excuse me. Okay. What did they say about fear? It says fear indeed is nothing other than the failure of the help offered by reason. The less you rely within yourself on this, the more alarming it is not to know the cause of your suffering. And they are locked in the same sleep while the darkness lasts which was in fact quite powerless and had issued from the depths of the equal pastless, powerless Hades, where now chases by monstrous spectres, now paralyzed by the fainting of their souls, for a sudden unexpected terror has attacked them. Now, you understand what fear is now. Explaining to you here what fear is. You allow this to come in and take over and exceed you. And you feel helpless. When your help, my health comes from where? My health comes from the Lord. Right? And thus, whoever it might be that fell there, stayed, clang, uh, stayed clamped to the spot in this prison without bars. See? There's no bars. It's just you. You just stuck there. Whether he was Crockman or Shepherd or someone at work in the desert, he was still overtaken and suffered the inevitable fate. For all had been bound by the one same chain of darkness, the, sour, the souring of the wind, the uh, turnful noise of birds in the spreading branches, the measured beat of water in its powerless course, the headlong din of rocks cascading down, the unseen course of bounding animals, the roaring of the most savage of wild beasts, the echo rebounding from the cliffs in the mountains, all held them paralyzed with the fear, for the whole world shone with the light of day, and the unhindered went about its work. Over them, along there, spread a heavy darkness, 
images of darkness that would receive them. But heaven, but heavier than the darkness was the burden they were to themselves. Now think about it. Let's take, um, okay, when people lose their job, for some people, you know, they take, they take it in stride. They're like, okay, well, one door, one door closes, another one opens. And, you know, they, they put forth their paperwork and everything. And, you know, they do what they have to do. They got to get unemployment. They put in for unemployment. They pray to the Lord, Father, help us, you know, help me get this unemployment. They're positive about everything. They move with the Lord. Then you have the other person. They get laid off. They hit the panic button. Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I can't pay my rent. Oh, I can't buy the kids this. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. And they start running headlong, not thinking. Not even thinking to turn to the Lord to pray, to ask for help. Okay? So that's kind of an example of what they're speaking of here. These people don't have any help. Their help is bound in man, not in God. Uh... For your holy ones, however, there was a very great light. The Egyptians who couldn't hear them, but not see them, called them fortunate because they had no sufficient, no, for they had not suffered too. They thanked them for doing no injury in return for provision wrong, previous, excuse me, previous wrong and ask forgiveness for their part in ill will. In contrast to the darkness, you gave your people a pillar of blazing fire to guide them on their unknown journey, a mild sun for their ambitious migration. But well, those others deserve to be deprived of life and imprisoned in darkness. For they had kept it captivity, your children, by whom the incurable light of the Lord was to be given to the world. Now you see, because the Egyptians had done so wrong to the Lord's people, right? He left them in darkness, but he his children always had light day and night. <clears throat> now, it's the same thing today. <clears throat> you see things happen to some people. And same people could be, somebody could be living right next door to them. And it won't affect them at all. Same, they're all in the same, same incidents. They're all going through the same thing. However, it doesn't affect the other family. It only affects maybe one or two families. Okay. Well, the other two families have the light. They receive God. They believe in God. They walk with God. The other two families do not. They're worldly. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> As they had resolved to kill the infants of the holy ones, and as those exposed only one child had been saved, you punished them by carrying off their carrying off their horde of children and by destroying them all in wild water. That night had been known as advance to our ancestors, so that well knowing him in whom they had put their trust, the world, they would be sure 
of his promise. Your people thus were waiting both for the rescue of the upright and for the ruin of the enemy. For by the very vengeance that you ex that you exacted on their on their advisories, your glory you glorified us by calling us to you. So the holy children of good offered sacrifice in secret and with one accord enacted this holy law that the Holy One should share good things and dangers alike. And forthwith they chanted the hymn of the ancestors. In echo came the this uh, the discordant cries of their enemies and the pitiful walls of people moaning for their children could be heard from far away one and the same punishment had struck slaves and masters alike and now, commander and king had the same commander and king had the same sufferings to endure, struck by the same sufferings to endure, struck by the same sorry, struck by the same death. All had uh, innumerable. An immutable death. I'm going to read that over again. Um, let's see. Struck by the same death, all had immutable death, dead. Uh, there were not enough living left to bury them. For all, uh, for at one stroke, the flower of their offspring had perished. Those whose spells had made them completely incredulous uh, when faced with the destruction of their firstborn. Acknowledge this people to be child of God when peaceful silence laid over all and night had run the half of her swift course. Down from the heaven, from the royal throne, leap your off-power word like a pitless warrior into the hearts of a land doomed to destruction. Carrying your unambiguous command like a sharp sword, it stood and filled the universe with death. Though standing on the earth, it touched the sky immediately dreams and gruesome visions overwhelm them with terror. Hmm. Unexpected fear nailed them, hurled down some here, some there, half dead. They were able to say why they were dying for the dream that had touched them, had warned them why beforehand, so that they should not perish without knowing why they were being afflicted. Wow, right? So they were having dreams before they died. 
these were the these were the Egyptian children, the the oldest of all the. Now they weren't all children. Now, okay, they were somebody's children, but they weren't all children. It was the firstborn. So if you were firstborn, you could have been anywhere from the ages of one to a hundred. Or older. If you were the firstborn, you would die. Okay. Experience of death, however, touched the upright too. And a great many were struck down in the desert. But the retribution did not last long. For a blameless man hurried to their defense, wielding the weapons of their sacred office, prayer and expiration, incest he confronted, retribution and put an end to the plague, thus showing that he was your servant. He overcame hostility and not by physical strength. Nor by force of arms. But by word, he prevailed over the punisher by recalling the oaths made to father and the covenants. Already the corpses lay piled in heaps. When he imposed and beat retribution back and cut off its approach to the living for the whole world was on his flow road and glorious names of the fathers engraved on the four rows of stones and your majesty on the diadem on his head. From these destroyer recall, he was afraid of these this one, experience of retribution, was enough. But the godless were assailed by merciless anger to the very end. For he knew beforehand what they would do. How after letting his people leave and hasting their departure, they would change their minds and give chase and they were actually still conducting their mounting rites and lamentating at the tombs of their dead and when another made schemes came into their heads and they set out to pursue as though runaways the people whom they had expelled and begged to go a well-deserved fate urged them to this extreme and made them forget what had already happened so that they would add to their uh, torments. The one punishment outstanding and while your people were experiencing a journey contrary to all expectations with themselves meet an extraordinary death for the whole creation submit submissive to young commands had its very nature recreated so that your children should be preserved from harm overshadowing the camp there was the cloud. Where they had been watered, dry land was seen to rise. 
The Red Sea became an unimpeded way, the temptress wave in green plain. Scattered by your hand, the whole nation passed across, gazing at the amazing prodigies. They were like horses at pasture, and they skipped like lambs, singing your praises. Lord, their deliverer, for they still remembered the events of their exile, how the land had been, how the land had bred mosquitoes instead of animals, and the rivers had, and the rivers had diagraphed mileage at the frogs instead of fish. Later, they were to see a new way for birds to come into being. When gored by greed, they demanded something tasty, and quails came up out of the sea to satisfy them. So you see, the Lord will take care of you. If you're his child, if you're his people, if you're following his commandments and his statutes, if you're doing all that you should be doing according to his word. And what did he say? He said, I will take care of you. I will not let anything harm you. None of these diseases will come upon you. Okay? One on the uh, sinner, however, punishment, ra punishment rained down, not without violent thunder as early warning, and they suffered what their own cranes had justly deserved, since they had shown such bitter hatred to foreigners. Others indeed have failed to welcome strangers who who came to them. This is what I said a couple of weeks ago. Woe be unto the nations that mistreat foreigners. The Lord tells you not to mistreat foreigners to take care of them. If you have mistreated foreigners coming into your land, you've uh, sent them back, you've made them look like they're terrible people, you beat them, you don't give them food, you treat them like they're prisoners. Guess what? <clears throat> the God has God has an answer for you. <clears throat> and don't complain when your nation starts suffering because it's your fault. Okay. Um Others indeed have failed to welcome strangers who came to them, but the Egyptians had enslaved their own guests and benefactors. The sinners, <clears throat> the sinners, moreover, will certainly be punished for it, since they gave the foreigners a hostile welcome. But the latter, having given a festive reception to people who already shared the same right as themselves, later overwhelmed them with terrible labors. Hence, they were struck with blindness, like the sinner at the gate of the upright. When yielding darkness all around them. Each had to group his way through, each had to grope his way through his own door. A new, a new a turning of the elements occurred as on a harp, the notes may change their rhythm through all the while preventing the same tune. And this is just what happened. Land animals became aquatic. Swimming ones took to the land. Fire reinforced its strength in water. And water, 
forgot the power of extinguishing its flames. On the other hand, did not char the flesh of delicate animals that ventured into them, nor did they melt the heavenly food resembling ice and as easily melts it. Yes, the Lord, in every way, <clears throat> you have made your people great and glorious, and you have never failed to help them at any time or place. Okay, everyone. That is the end of the book of wisdom. <clears throat> and let's be wise, people. That book was written <clears throat> to make you understand what wisdom is and to help you to be wise. <clears throat> For those of you who want wisdom today, just pray. <clears throat> just pray. Okay. Uh... In fact, let's do that. Let's close in prayer, and uh, we will just do just that. Okay? Dear Heavenly Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and glory. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the book of wisdom, Lord, for helping us to understand what wisdom means. And Father, we ask for the many viewers out there that's listening, Lord. Father, we ask, Almighty God, that you would fill our minds and hearts and spirit with your wisdom and your knowledge, Father, so that we may see and act accordingly and not be foolish or ignorant to the things that's before us and around us. Father, we thank you, almighty God, for your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> okay, everyone. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who want to contact me, uh, this is mcmillian75 at gmail.com or anchor.fm right slash Linda, L-I-N-D-A, Dash McMillan M C M I L L I A N nine. Those of you who would like to donate or sponsor, there are two buttons below this page. Whichever one you're interested, press on it, and the information will be given to you. Okay. All right, everyone. We appreciate <clears throat> you contacting us and leaving us messages. We also. Appreciate your donations and your sponsorship. We really do. I just want to say thank you to everyone. All right. This is Minister McMillan. We are going to be leaving you. Hope that you tune in tomorrow. Have a blessed evening. Good night.